What do you know about that, man? <laughs> That was pretty fun. <laughs> All right, you ready? Which, yep. which way do you want to go? Which You tell me. I say we go this way, around the dam. Okay. All right. Well, let's get the podcast started, Lee. we got to tell people what we're doing. First off, I'm Chase Winnegar, host of the podcast. Lee McClellan, co-host of the podcast. Hope everybody's getting out and enjoying it yeah, as much as you can. We obviously have to uh, social distance today. So right now, Lee is standing about exactly seven and a half feet away from me based on my fishing rod. <laughs> and we, uh, we figured- I'm 6'10", so I don't know if it's anything shorter than that, I'm in trouble. So, uh, yeah, we, we need to do a podcast. We need to get out here and do something, but obviously we can't be cooped up in the office. No doubt. These geese right here aren't very happy with us. Well, every time we come out here to video or anything, they always have a lot to say. Yes. So right, does this one right here almost look like it's laying an egg or something? Maybe oh, wow. I can't tell exactly what's going on there. Something's going wow, on. Wow, something's up. Anyway, so um, to get out of the office and socially distance like we're supposed to do right now, we thought we'd walk over here to the lake mm -hmm. here on uh, Fish and Wildlife's campus and try to walk around the bank and see if we could spot a bass on the bed and hopefully sight fish a bass, catch us a good one. We might not catch anything. I don't know where. Who knows how long this podcast is going to go for. <laughs> but uh, what are you starting off with there? I'm going to throw a black and blue Cinco. Black and blue Cinco. Five inch. Five inch black and blue Cinco. Laminated tail. Is that Texas rigged? Yep. What pound test are you throwing? Uh, 12 pound floral. I'm throwing a seven inch twirl tail lizard. Mm -hmm. Looks to be like a green pumpkin with red flake. Yep. Texas rigged. And I've only got six pound line because this rod's rigged up for the white bass run. No. Watch your uh, microphone cord when you move your rod there. Oh. You might want to tuck that in again. So we're gonna walk around this pond, try to find a bass, try to sight fish it as we talk about a number of things. Yes, and a avoid, lot of things going on. Avoid angry geese and I, I kind of do want to get into this technique, especially if we have any luck of how to, what we're doing, why, why it works. Mm -hmm. So I Well, this is the time of year they do that. I kind of want to walk away from these geese. I'll wait for you to get rigged up. I'm ready. Well, give me maybe 15 seconds. You're good. I'm gonna walk over here and so like I said, the reason this works, Lee, is because these bass are pre-spawn right now. Yes. They're going on the beds, the females are creating their nest, and they're basically creating that territory and they're gonna guard that nest. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm using, this lizard, will get in there and it'll just kind of aggravate them. And they probably aren't even gonna pick the lizard up to eat it, they're gonna pick it up to move it. Move it. And that's what they do, they'll just pick it up and they'll swim about three or four feet and they'll spit it out. But while they're swimming that three or four feet, you have the chance to set the hook and catch you a nice one. And the way the bass spawn works, and correct me if I'm wrong, I wish we had a fisheries biologist here mm -hmm. to go over this, but the females go on the beds, they create them, mm -hmm. they lay the eggs, a male will come by, fertilize the eggs, and then the female's gone. Yeah. She goes back into deeper water and the male stays and guards. True. And the females, of course, are much bigger fish, so if you want to catch a, a good one, you need to try to hit this about this time of year, pre-spawn. Yes. And the, if, if you see a female with her dorsal fin, the bottom of her dorsal fin roughed up, you know what she's been doing. Oh yeah. I, do you have polarized sunglasses on? I do. That's a good idea. Right now I'm walking, I got so much glare off this side of the lake. It's kind of hard for me. They're my backup work ones. They're not my super good ones, but they do, they do a little bit of a job. See, I, I really, I think facing this way, I'm gonna have a hard time seeing anything past five or six feet. Mm -hmm. You ever try to just talk nonstop while you fish, Lee? Uh, normally, I, I know I people who know me would find that hard to believe, and I'm usually pretty quiet. I know. I'm thinking this might be a little bit challenging today. <laughs> you got your fishing license on you? Yeah, I sure do. One thing that 
I wanted to talk about was uh, what's going on with our conservation officers right now because of coronavirus. What is going on? Well, we talked to them yesterday and shot a short little segment. They aren't actually coming in physical contact with people. They're, they're trying to keep their six to 10 feet distance too. Mm -hmm. So they're asking people that, you know, if you see a conservation officer, not to run over and try to shake hands. If, if they don't shake your hand, don't be offended by it. They're getting people to show their license from a, you know, a distance and they can see that two zero. Mm -hmm. So they know it's a 2020 license and they're just getting people hold up their stringers and they're counting fish and kind of getting a measurement by eyesight. Mm -hmm. But they just want people to be aware that that's what's going on. Well, I mean, a lot of our first responders stuff, they're the most vulnerable. Yeah, I well, don't they come in contact with all kinds of people. Yes, no doubt. I feel for them right now. I'm looking for a Nestle. I think I'm gonna have a hard time seeing it. They're not gonna be that far out from, I, drive, I go by here all the time. Where, and you see them quite a bit? Yeah, and they're usually 10 feet off the bank or less. So uh, it's all about water depth, isn't it? Yes. That's a really grad, that's pretty dang shallow, 10 mm -hmm. feet or less. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna walk and try to find a fish real quick. All right. I couldn't help, I had to cast. Oh, I, I don't blame you, it's a new Rodley. Mm-hmm. So right now, I unfortunately am walking off and kind of leaving Lee. He uh, has gotten really excited. He just wants to make casts. There is a, a brand new fishing rod in his hand and he just needs to throw it. I personally think it's gonna be a little bit slow if we just randomly cast. Oh, I see a bass. See a bass on the bed right here in front of me. It's about six feet offshore. It sees me though, which is the issue. It's a pretty good bass, about three pounds. I cast about five or six feet past it, and I'm just working my bait very slowly towards the bed that it's in. And right now my bait should be in front of it. Didn't take it that time. Try another cast once again. I think I might have spooked it when I walked up here. So I'm just gonna kinda remember that spot. It's a female and there's actually small males swimming around really close to it. Hey, Lee. Yes. There's a couple of beds right here. Why don't you come over here and we can talk about them. Did you see anything when you were on this platform? No. So Lee, what I just did, I walked down here and I saw a nice female bass right here on a bed. But the problem was, as soon as I saw her, she was staring right at me. <laughs> yeah. And there's a couple of decent, uh, or a couple little males swimming around here too. Well, you can see. Yeah, that female, I kind of tried to back off and Leave her be, she's right there. Right out in front of you, about six feet, seven feet. See her? Yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put one yeah. cast through there and then you follow me up. Yeah, she's pretty nice fish. Yeah, I, I said that's probably a three pound bass, right? Yep, and she's looking straight at me. She, she sees us, yeah. so I don't know if this is gonna work. But I cast about seven or eight feet past her and right now I'm working this lizard directly towards her bed. Yep. And um, she's turning, I, yep, she's turning away. Yeah, she doesn't, she's not really paying attention to me, but I'm hoping when this lizard gets in that area that it'll, you know, she'll have the urge to pick it up. She's looking mm -hmm. at it now, isn't she? Yeah, she didn't take it. She's no. swimming off now She's swimming too. off, yep. Why don't you, uh, you see where she's at now? She swam out. Yep. Why don't you run one through there? I think I had a leaf stuck to my lure. That might've been the issue. That doesn't do as well. No, she's coming back to that bed right now. You see her there? Yep. I'm gonna back out. So right now I'm gonna give play-by-play, play, Lee. You're sitting here <laughs> working that sink. I see her. Yeah, you're still about probably 10 feet out past yeah. her, but she's back on the bed now. And, and you're working that bait towards her and you're using a Cinco, 
which is a little stick bait. It's a really soft plastic worm. Mm -hmm. And they like that texture. When they do pick it up, they tend to hold on they, to it They longer. do. Um, and I like black and blue in, in spring. And not just that, but that because it's such a soft plastic, it has a little more, bit more flexibility to it. Like the, the action that the lure itself has is a lot more lively. You know yep. what I mean? It's not yes. stiff. It bends and it rotates. So right now, she should be seeing your bait, right? Yep. It's right in her nest. I'm wiggling. She's going, hmm. She's saying that guy on that bank right there is <laughs> trying to fool me. <laughs> <laughs> she knows. <laughs> Probably, I bet we were the 50th person to cast at her today. <laughs> She's a nice fish. I see a couple males swimming around, but that's the nicest female I've seen so far. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try again, Lee. I'm going to try going behind yep. her this time. Cool. I'm going to. Maybe I can come up and surprise her. So, how's your life changed because of coronavirus, Lee? This is our well, first podcast since it really I know. got big. Well, I had tickets to the Chris Stapleton, Willie Nelson, Cheryl Crow. Oh, that man. has now been postponed until August, or April 24th, 2021. And my wife su surprised me for my birthday in June with tickets to the Rolling Stones, June 14th. Man, I hope that one gets rescheduled. Yeah, That'd be the show it is, but, right but the, we, haven't, we haven't heard anything yet. And uh, not to be morbid, but I hope Keith is still alive by the time. <laughs> he better. I hope he's. I hope he's really self-isolating. Uh, no, no doubt. So right now, well, uh, it's a miracle he still is alive, considering uh, the life he's uh, lived. Yeah, it's been different having to stay away from everybody. You know, I haven't seen my grandparents in God knows how long. I haven't seen my dad nor my uh, stepmother. It's for everybody's own good. I will say I'm making it a conscious effort to call him on the phone and yeah, try to communicate as much as possible. And uh, we're. One of the ways we're coping is all these funny memes and cartoons and things of that nature. Oh, yeah. Some are a little more risque than others. Everybody likes But almost the, all of them are funny. Everybody likes the Andy Brashear press conferences too. <laughs> yes. Those have been a hit. <laughs> I will say that I tune in. Yeah, I, I do too. I've been doing a lot of fishing lately and a lot of times I'm sitting there watching my watch and 445 I'm calling it a day. Mm -hmm. So you see that bass is coming back right now, Lee. Yeah, I see. And I've got my lure sitting in the nest waiting for it. So this time I'm she not. She might, she's showing. I think my line's gonna touch her if I tighten it. I mean, yeah, you're, oh. I mean, I just gotta be going right in front of her. We had a colleague who caught a really nice one, what, two days ago? It was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. That's what gave me the idea to ask you if you want to get down Heck and yeah. do this. Oh, there she is. Yep, she's definitely been cast out a time or two. Yes. She is very smart. <laughs> I don't think you get uh, three and a half, four pounds in this pond without being pretty dang smart. No doubt. Yeah, the, these these fish are highly educated from the time that they are. Uh, yeah, they you come got upon a, the uh, earth. Lee, you've got a office up there with a view right out here at the lake. Yeah, I love it, but it can be distracting because you're like, hey, is that guy got a big catfish on? And yeah, hey, who, what are they doing? Are they catching anything? And you, you'll. <laughs> find yourself people watching sometimes. So this is a fins lake we're fishing. Yes. And there are a lot of, there's what, 43 or 47 fins lakes? We're up to 45, I think. 45 if fins memory lakes serves correctly. throughout the state. And this one probably gets as much pressure as any of them, I'd say. Oh yeah, it does. This one and the ones in around Jefferson, Jefferson County. Jefferson County, yeah. But the thing is, they stock the, the trout and the catfish, so I don't feel like that fishing ever really gets bad. No. Those fish I, aren't in there long enough to get educated. And we watched they, them stock the, the uh, catfish the other day and there were some good ones in there the thing I've is i've seen some people catch some really nice ones here through the years oh, you'd be amazed at how or there was a 40 pounder caught up here the other, yeah like last year you want every to keep, once in a while yeah let's keep yeah let's keep walking because that she, fish she's right as there, uh she has her phd and i'm not biting <laughs> yeah I was gonna say, good, good old case of lockjaw on that one <laughs> 
I've been around this block a few times. I know what you all doing. Before, uh, it's probably because we're recording a podcast. You know, the, they know when the camera's on. They know oh, when yeah. the audio's rolling. Oh, look, look. What? She's on the nest. Oh, there is a goose on the nest right, right here. Right here, like we're six feet away from a She's goose on the nest. Which usually means you're getting attacked. Yeah. Well, I'm glad the, that, uh, that might be the male yeah, right that there. that is. That's probably the if, one we need I to watch out for. I think if he knew for. we were that close, he would be, they're not too hissy yet. They get, as it gets warmer, they get more and more hissy and bitey. My first uh, memory of the game farm was when I was about a, I call it the game farm. That's what it was back then. When I was yep. about six years old, come up here and got attacked by a goose. <laughs> right now we're walking out on the, the dock. Yep. And I tell you, I got a really good clear view of the water here around us. I feel like I should be able to see a bass if it's out there on the nest right around us. I'm really kind of looking forward to going and casting along this damn wall that we're about to hit. Well, that's on any of these smaller lakes, the dam is just a high percentage area. Well, it's you got shallow, rocky, mixed terrain there. Yeah. So you got dirt, you got rock, all that stuff's important. And you've and got deep water close by as well. That's what I was going to say the key is. The key is you have that deep water they can escape to close by and where their food source probably is. I don't see anything. I'm going to keep walking. Yeah, I don't blame you. You know, we talked about the opportunity. You can come up here and the reason I like sight fishing for these bass in these ponds. Mm -hmm. You can catch them a lot of different ways, but when you're sight fishing for them, I feel like you got a better chance at a big fish, mm -hmm. especially this time of year. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just fun. It is. To see a fish and- Just watching the fish react. I love it. String smallmouth fishing as well when it's clear this time of year and you're throwing a little I'll be soft honest. plastic jerk bait and you see them. I'll be honest. Come up and it disappears. That just gets your heart bumping. I have some of the best luck in the streams this time of year. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just say Elkhorn, for instance, because it's close and we both fish it. Yeah. I see a nest right there. Mm -hmm. But um, if you get up in the slack water out of the uh, current, there's a little bass on that one. I don't see a female. If you get up in the slack water out of the current, you can find these beds just like this in the streams. And a lot of times there's a, you know, a 16 or 18 inch smallmouth sitting on it. And what I like to do. It's almost impossible not to get one to bite. Mm -hmm. I'll flip a rock and find a live crawfish, and I'll just throw it on a little hook, and that live crawfish hits that nest. That Boom. fish is gonna eat it. Yeah, that's what Mike Arden does too. I, I love it, man. It's last year I uh, located a nice female smallmouth on the nest, and I caught her. And then here comes a helicopter. I went down there with Kristen about four or five days later, and um, I said that the fish was there again, still there. And I told her, you'll catch that fish first cast if you do this. And she didn't believe me at all. And cause she'd been throwing her soft plastic through there left and right and it was not biting. And I flipped a rock and caught a little crawl dead and threw it on a hook and she tossed it in there first, first cast, it oh. was on. Yeah, the, the real deal works better than our imitations. That's oh, for sure. For sure. And live bait fishing's fun cause your confidence is extremely high. I tell you what, Lee, there's a lot of bluegill right there. There's a little bass. There's a little bit, that's another bluegill. It's just a nice bluegill. I'm surprised these bluegill haven't been caught and eaten yet. I know. I'll tell you, I'm seeing enough fish right here in this area. I'm just going to make a couple blind Heck casts. yeah. I've caught them in this corner. I've caught them here in the winter. For trout fishing, caught largemouths. My wife caught a nice one on a prince nymph. You know, Lee, another type of fishing me and you have both been doing a lot of is the white bass. Yes. Yeah, I don't think it's fully on yet. What do you think? Well, you know, a little rain wouldn't hurt. Well, we got a little bit of rain last week and it got and the river got up and got a little muddy. And well, I do think we, I, we went a week ago today and uh, really did well on Sawgai. Yeah, um, I was there that day. I didn't see you guys, but I saw some other people that have ran into you. We, we, we were further up than I normally go. 
Well, I saw a blank in those guys. Mm -hmm. and I know yeah, they ran into us. Yeah. So we were fishing similar water. I'll tell you what I've been having luck on down there is uh, I pretty much only throw three baits for the white bass and the saw guy. Yeah. And what I throw is a, a white curly tail jig or a white paddle tail swim bait, usually on like an eighth ounce. Sometimes I'll move up yeah. to three sixteenths. Eighth ounce was the key. Well, if there's flow or I'm trying to get down deep, I'll go to three sixteenths. Yes. But, um, and then the-, the If you go much heavier than that, you're donating every other cast. Yes, and I've done that. The third bait is just a rooster tail or a mips and white or chartreuse. And I will say, mm -hmm. I think if the water gets a little color to it, I think the chartreuse helps. And I agree. clear water, I like the white, but white. in muddy water, I like the chartreuse. I, I totally agree with you. That's what happened to me the other day. I was not having any luck on the white, and then I switched to chartreuse, and it was the day that we had gotten rain, and it was up, and I started doing pretty good on the on the chartreuse color. I caught all my white bass on the uh, white paddle tail, two and a half inch, and they were in a very specific spot. Lee, you think people who are listening to this realize that we are uh, doing this at the end of a runway? <laughs> well, I've got another bass right here that's posted up. This one's probably just about a pound and a half. But maybe that means it's not quite as smart as that last one. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. I'm I about... mean, anything. I just want to catch a fish on the... I've caught a few of Rick's Pond on this rod. I've not am, caught uh... a fish on this reel yet. A bait's coming towards it. Actually, it just took off. I think this lizard might be scaring it. You can borrow Cinco if you want. I've got some other baits, some smaller stuff I might throw. This one was right up on the bank. There's a good chance it had seen me. I think I might've been carrying some moss with me too. <laughs> that never helps. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's the weirdest thing, Lee. You can have a bait that's moss green and they'll eat it. Yeah. But you get one little shred of moss on your bait and they aren't gonna touch no. it. No, you could throw it the exact same color. I think they're just the opposite of a vegetarian. They hate the veggies. <laughs> and, and it's like, hey, no, nothing I eat that's natural has moss on it. Yeah. Some, somehow that. they just know if there's a shred of moss or anything on your bait. Yep, they do. There's a whole bunch of bass right here, but they're all small males. Oh, I see a female now. I don't think I'm going to have any luck with her, though. She's enjoying the attention of the... <laughs> What the might boys. be best, Lee, is if I mark these She's fish. She's the best looking girl at the dance. <laughs> if I mark where these fish are when mm -hmm. I walk past them, and then you can cast forward at them, because I'm scaring them by the time I see them. I will say this, Lee, it's fun just getting to see fish like this. Oh, I know. Doing their natural thing. I used to fish a lot of distillery lakes growing up, and a lot of them were clear and very, very weedy. My God, there's times where I'd put a, an old... Uh, Knight's tube worm, that was one of the first tubes that came on the market. Some of the listeners with a little bit of mileage on their tires will remember the old Knight's tube worm. They were deadly. Yeah, I've never heard of one. Uh, they were the thing back in the late 70s, early 80s. Tell you, Lee, I'm just gonna walk up a little bit and see if I can find a fish real quick. Wonder what they say to one another. The geese? Yeah. Probably nothing nice, they're the meanest animals. <laughs> I put on a grub. I sw I'm switching up right now because, um, I don't know, they just aren't biting my lizard, and I was, even though that's one of my favorite nest baits, I was just thinking, I bet you they see some lizards up here. And I think they probably see some worms too. So I thought I'd switch to a crawl bug. The problem the is, I don't think they ever see a crawl dead here. I still think they'll eat it. Yeah, I think it's just gonna be an instinct thing because I throw crawl in farm ponds 
where I know there are the crawdads. Man, I think a jig is a crawdad. Well, yeah, that's what a jig imitates. So I don't think that this is the worst bait. I don't really want to crowd these people here. You want to go down the other pond? I was thinking about walking over near where that red truck's parked because I think that's about where that photo was taken from yesterday. Okay. There's, ba there's little male bass right here, but nothing big. I'm going to walk on over that way. Lou. Not yet. We're trying to sight fish a bass here and there, but ha haven't. <laughs> I haven't either. So. You fishing for bass? Or? Yeah, pretty much. There's a bunch of them on the beds up here, but it's tough to get them to bite. I got, I got the right thing. Yeah, that's what we thought. <laughs> Good luck to you. Yeah. I know. I'll tell you what, Lee, I'd like to see this kid right here catch one. Yeah, I would too. You got any luck, bud? No. Oh, yeah, you seeing some little ones? You bass fishing? Where at? Huh. Did you hear that, Lee? What? I don't think the listener saw Peter. He said he saw about a six pounder over here. Was that, you think that was a? Had to be. He said when he walked over, there was about a six pounder over here. Yep. Let's, had to have been. Let's find it. <laughs> that had to have been the one we oh. saw. I see Man. a little male. Where's the six pounder at? <laughs> He's out there in the middle going, I'll be having all them go to bed. If he saw him, he should be somewhere out here. Mm. Lee, let's talk a little bit about why the white bass run happens. What those fish are doing. Well, you know, the water temperatures uh -oh. are probably now. First of all, just ticked off at us. All right, so you're saying about <laughs> the, you're saying. Well, the water temperatures, they get mid fifties. They know it's time. And we've had rain at the right time. Yeah. And that water temperature plus the rain tells them, hey, we need to start heading into the headwaters of, a, of the lake and do our thing, because they always spawn in the headwaters. They need current in order to spawn. So if we have a drought year, the run usually isn't that good. That's why you were saying earlier that we need rain. Yes. Lee, I don't see that six pounder. I don't either. Well, anyway, basically, I think we've covered this before, but all those fish from the entire lake, so Nolan or Harrington mm -hmm. or Taylorsville, or Taylorsville, move up into the headwaters to spawn, and while they're up there, food's a little scarce. Yep. So they get really aggressive on the bite. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of fun. It is a ton of fun. I don't know you how know, it's been cool, and this is the first kind of bluebird day after a cold front. Yeah. That's usually. Do you think that's good or bad? Oh, big mama. All right, I think we're far enough away here, Lee. I know. I don't think we've bumped her. Take a cast in there, I'll follow you up. That's a nice one. That's probably what, three and a half pounds there? Yes. Uh, I hope we haven't bumped her yet. Yeah, no. Maybe I shouldn't have gotten I kind of wish I still had that lizard on at this point. All right, I'm going to play by play it. Right now, your bait's approaching the bass's bed, and mm -hmm. she is getting out of she's there. She's saying, I see you. Well, if you go slow, she's still only about three feet from her bed. She might turn back. She's coming in. She's coming in. Oh, Lee, I think you got a chance. Work it slow. She's on her bed. She's looking towards Lee's bait as it is entering the bed. She doesn't seem too convinced. No. Do you see her? She's coming back. I'm going to cast over you, way over you, just so I can be ready. She's, uh, she's right oh, there. Oh, I see her. She's working her way towards, yeah, she's, she's in the area now. 
Is your bait in the bed yet? Yep. Okay, she's on. She's getting in the bed now. Oh, I see your bait coming through there. Yep. I'm gonna. I'm working up directly behind her. You see my line coming through the water? Yep. I'm, I'm almost gonna hit her in the tail, which probably isn't the best strategy. <laughs> I think my line's literally on. I her did bed. it when I was little. I'd, I'd sit there an hour. That's fun, man. It's mm -hmm. fun just seeing the fish. Yeah, it is. Okay, she's about four inches from the bait. Mm -hmm. Come on, big girl. Come on. I'm just trying to leave it right in front of her and just barely shake it. She's not gonna eat it, Lee. No, she busted us. They're smart fish. It's still fun to cast at them. It is. Anytime it's you know addictive. There's, a, there's a decent fish sitting there looking at your bait, it's, an, it's kind of fun. Oh, it is. Even if you're not catching them. But All right, let's move to the next one. So far, we've seen two good ones. Mm-hmm. What do you have on the docket that you want to talk about today, Lee? Well, just the, the white bass run and what, what do you think is going to happen? With the white bass? Yeah. You know, it's kind of a guessing game. It's really impossible to know exactly what's you going know, on. You know, it was hot, then it cooled off, and then we've had this cold front that sometimes pushes them back down. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping, I mean, I'm planning on going and trying it today. The thing about the white bass run is you either got to Oh, that Jeep pass. You either got to go down there and figure out what's going on for yourself, or you have to have a, a good buddy who's going to keep you informed and is going down there. Yeah. Because some people are pretty tight-lipped about it. Well, and one thing I've noticed, if you're not doing well within a half an hour, move. Yeah. You got to find different water. Yeah. Sometimes they want, well, okay, let's talk a little bit about where you want to be when you are white bass fishing. Because, I mean, Sometimes I get out there and just casting out to the middle of the river is mm -hmm. the ticket. Yep. They're in the they're in the current. Sometimes I'll go and they're on the they're in the slack water mm -hmm. over to the side. And you got to explore that different water and try the different places. Maybe above a riffle, maybe below a riffle. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they're in the channel too. The other day they were in the channel. Yeah, channel is probably the number one prime spot. Yes. But then something else you need to do is vary your retrieve. Go go fast. Go slow. So, try to fish shallow, try to fish deep. Because I mean, like you said, the channel usually deep is where I find them. Mm -hmm. They could be anywhere. And the thing is, once you find where they're at, you're, you're gonna be in a lot better position to keep catching them. No doubt. There's a lot of moss up here on this end. Yeah, there is. Well, it's really shallow. I think we might not be having any luck today, Lee. Well, we saw them, so we mission accomplished. Yeah. So what did we cover? How to sight fish bass, even mm -hmm. though we didn't do a very good job <laughs> at it ourselves? Well, uh, something wiggly works, and just be patient. It's, and come at different angles, and sometimes they'll surprise you. They'll pop, you're it's like, really, wow. Uh, something that looks like a nest predator, mm -hmm. or something that could be coming to you know, attack eggs, or something like that, mm -hmm. is, is the way to go. So that's why I like the lizard and the crawl dead, and you're using something that looks like a... A know, little bluegill. Yeah. These geese. Yep. So we covered a little bit of that. It would probably work a lot better if we, those are two banded geese right there. <laughs> It'd probably work a lot better on a lake with less uh, pressure. Yes. It can work here and we know that because a, like you said, a coworker of ours came up here and caught a, caught a pig. Yeah, like a, a five or six pounder yesterday. Mm -hmm. I'd say if you go to a private farm pond or, you know, just a lake with less pressure. You, you could do well right now. Do really well right now. And you can do this out of a boat or a kayak too. Mm -hmm. I mean, like for instance, Benji Kimmon Lake would probably be a great place to go do this. Yes, it would be. Elmer Davis or a small lake small like that. Small lake like that, yes. It's going to be a lot tougher to do on lakes like Cumberland or, mm. or yeah. Gale where the water drops off real quick. Yeah, it's got to be a shallower lake. Yeah, but you can do it almost anywhere. And, can, and if you put them back there, they'll go right back on the nest. Yeah. 
Well, I was going to you ask know, you about that. Some though. people are, have an ethical issue with it, with uh, when they're up and you can see them sight fishing them. Yeah. But if you put them back, right there, I don't. It's they no literally go right back to the nest. They go right back. They're there within. Now some people have issue with tournaments and they, you know, take them 20 miles from where they were. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree with that. So that some people don't don't like that. But if you're worried about the spawn and you're worried about the the health of the fish, if you put them back right there healthy they're going to go right, right back, back to that nest get them off. I've, I've watched them do it a hundred times yeah i have to unhook them as quick as you can get them back and they'll go right back like i said and I, it's fun i mean when you saw when you can watch one especially when it does bite yeah and but, hits it it's just they don't, the, the, the key is too is to don't let your emotions overtake you and you jerk too quick yeah because you see them grab you like Ooh, ha, and then you I've pulled them away from a lot of fish through the years. I do think that having those polarized glasses will help too. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I didn't have them today. I was still able to see fish, but these are pretty shallow. Yes, they are. And then I'm sure they've, people have been pestering them. I wish we would have okay. caught a fish, but it was still fun anyway. Yes. Well, I had a great day last week, so no complaints. What else did we uh, cover today? We talked about conservation oh. officers and how they're dealing with coronavirus and not getting as close to people in the mm -hmm. field. They're still out there working, still checking license. All the seasons are still open. Mm -hmm. Everything's still to go. I know there's been some rumors out there. Yes, youth youth season's going on That's, this uh, weekend. Starts on Saturday. The, Hasn't uh, been canceled. Saturday, April 4th and 5th are the youth turkey season. Mm -hmm. And then general season is April 18th, excuse me, 18th through May 10th. Yep. And I'll be out there hunting and fishing. It's, it's almost about to be my favorite time of the year here. Oh, spring, it is. Spring and fall. Yep. There's always opportunities. There is. And stream smallmouth are starting to heat up because the, the, finally we've had high water a great majority of the year so far, but that has now subsided and streams are looking low clear and the water temperature on Maine Elkhorn is starting to top into the low 60s. Yeah. That means it's time. I can't wait to go. I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> I'll be out there very soon. I go, I, it's going to be hard for me to go to Elkhorn until the white bass start, stop running. I, can, I hear you. But I'll be but, out there soon. And then we also touched on the white bass run. Yes. A little bit about why they run up there and some good baits. And I, I, don't, I still think it's got a ways to go. Yeah. I don't think it's reached the peak. But we were surprised with the size. They were consistent with females, and we were pretty far up. So yeah. that threw us a little bit, yeah. you know. I will say, Lee, this is going to be probably a little bit shorter podcast, probably a little bit rougher. We yep. were outside dealing with the elements. We had helicopters. I'd like to do them a lot more. Yeah, we should. We need to figure out a good way to do this. We need but, to do one on a float, too. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming up. We walked back up here to the to the office, so I'm going to go my way. You go yours. Yep. We'll I, shake your hand, but we're social distancing. I know. So. Got to stay safe. Hopefully this stuff is over before too long. Yeah, but, I know. It's been, everybody hang in there. Good way to social distance is to be outside and do what we just did. Yeah. So. Go away to creek by yourself. Yep. I just had a really good time, talked to you the whole time, yeah. and didn't touch or get within six feet of anybody. No, no doubt. So anyway, I appreciate it, Lee. No problem. Okay, we'll do, it, we'll again. do it again soon. Very soon. Thank you.